This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, February 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Drought's toll hits $1 billion. No TPP seen for China. And ag groups get EPA's ear. The drought cost farmers $1 billion and thousands of jobs in 2021. A new UC Merced study estimates the agriculture sector lost $1.1 billion and nearly 9,000 jobs last year as direct impacts from the drought. Beyond agriculture, the total economic impact reached $1.7 billion and more than 14,000 jobs. The report identifies nearly 400,000 acres of farmland idled last year due to water cutbacks. The crop's hardest hit were rice in the Sacramento Valley, cotton in the San Joaquin Valley, grain and field crops statewide. Yet the impacts were not as severe as the peak of the 2012-16 to drought, that according to the researchers. Strong commodity prices, particularly for milk, helped to mitigate some of the impact along with feedstock alternatives like almond hulls. Sadly, we are going to see more and more droughts like this, said co-author Alvar Eskri-Vaboa, an engineering and policy researcher at the Public Policy Institute of California. So we need better tools to anticipate and minimize the socioeconomic impacts. Blue Diamond gets $35 million from licensing dispute. An Australian company has agreed to pay Blue Diamond $35 million as a part of an arbitration agreement involving the manufacture and distribution of Almond Breeze products. In 2020, the California-based almond producer sued the Australian company Naomi Limited. It claimed that Naomi violated a licensing agreement by using Blue Diamond's almond base in its own line of products. Vilsack to fertilizer companies don't take advantage of the Russian invasion. U.S. farmers are already suffering from high fertilizer costs, and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack yesterday warned suppliers not to try to take advantage of the chaos from the Russian invasion of Ukraine by raising prices. Supply disruptions or price spikes for fertilizers or its components overseas, even from places the U.S. doesn't trade with, can result in American farmers paying higher prices. And Russia, a major producer and exporter of urea ammonium nitrate solutions and nitrogen fertilizer on which U.S. corn farmers are especially dependent. Vilsack said it's too early to know if the war in Ukraine will disrupt international fertilizer trade, but he also stressed his concern for the possibility of price gouging. It will take some time, obviously, for the impact of all this to be understood and felt, he told reporters during USDA's annual Ag Outlook Forum, which is being held virtually for the second year in a row. Vilsack said, I sincerely hope that no fertilizer company out there will take an unfair advantage of these circumstances. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Another year and another record for exports. USDA has sharply raised its forecast for U.S. ag exports in fiscal 22 to a new record of $183.5 billion. It's up $8 billion from the November forecast and $11.3 billion over the record set in fiscal 21. Soybean exports are driving the surge, according to USDA yesterday. 
but exports of livestock, poultry, and dairy products also are expected to set a record, as are horticulture products, which include tree nuts. By the way, Walter Lanza, commodity trader with the ag supply chain firm Scholar, sees continued transportation disruptions in port bottlenecks. As he said, the outlook for shipping this year is not bright. But while the ocean freight rates likely won't return to where they were a year ago, he said they likely won't rise any further during the Ag Outlook Forum yesterday. Vilsack, China won't be able to join CPTPP. China may want to join the comprehensive and progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership, the Pacific Rim Trade Pact that the Obama administration negotiated and the Trump administration pulled out of. Beijing won't be able to meet the agreement standards, according to Vilsack speaking to reporters yesterday. The Biden administration also was not ready to join the agreement, Vilsack said. Doing so first would require rebuilding public trust and trade agreements and tearing down existing trade barriers, Vilsack said. EPA sets regional WOTUS roundtables. Agriculture groups are well represented in the group of Ten regional roundtables announced by EPA to discuss how to craft a definition of waters of the U.S. and the Clean Water Act. Organizers of the roundtables expected to be held virtually late spring and summer include the Arizona, California, and North Carolina Farm Bureaus, the Kansas Livestock Association, and the Regenerative Agriculture Foundation. Organizers were asked to include a diverse set of participants in their nomination letters to EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers. Other lead groups include Alabama's Cahaba Brewing, the Natural Resources Defense Council, the National Parks Conservation Association, Water Conservation Group Amigos Bravos in the Southwest, and Associations of County Commissioners in Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana. Now take note, EPA Ag Advisor Ron Snyder told AgriPulse yesterday the roundtables would focus primarily on implementation of WOTUS at a regional level. He said the choice of five ag organizations to lead the roundtables is a testament to how seriously we are taking the input of the ag sector on WOTUS. Methane-reducing feed additive okayed for European cows. A feed additive that can reduce enteric methane emissions from dairy cattle has been approved for marketing in the European Union. It's not yet available to U.S. farmers, but Royal DSM, the manufacturer of Beauvais, says a quarter teaspoon a day consistently cuts methane emissions from those animals by about 30%. Mike McCloskey, CEO of Select Milk Producers, the sixth largest milk cooperative in the country, said at the USDA Ag Outlook Forum, the industry is trying to get FDA to consider Bovair a feed additive and not a drug for regulatory purposes. He said, we would love to have this product here, and I believe it will be in the next two to three years. Here's today's He Said It. We've been involved in the ag program since before some of you were born. Some of you sound real young. That Manuel Kuna, president of Nisi Farms League, referring to airborne staff during a workshop of incentives for upgrading ag equipment. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, February 25th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.